honesty, passion, experience. It's Timberwolves Explosion, hosted on thesportstuff.com. And now, your host, Paladino Joey. Hello again, Timberwolves fans. Are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? I am your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Timberwolves Explosion is available on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Double Twist. Nice to be back on board once again today, as the lawn cleanups are completed back on the Friday schedule again. Feels good. Timberwolves, well, playing better, struggling a little bit of late. Five games since the last episode. We'll get caught up a bit here. The Timberwolves 3-2 and two in their last five. Unfortunately, last, losing the last two games. But not bad. Uh, we're seeing promising signs here from certain players. That's the good part. The bad part is, again, the last couple losses. Ah, just a little bit frustrating. A little bit of a bummer. You got to see Garnett back in the building. as They call him KG. I usually don't do the abbreviation thing very often. I just don't, especially when it's a franchise player, I tend to say Kevin Garnett or Carl. I'll say guy's first name. Kevin is such a common name, I'll say his whole name. <laughs> it's his last name that's not as common. Otherwise, Carl Anthony Towns, I'll just say Carl, that type of thing. So, that's how I roll. Hope everybody had a happy Thanksgiving. I hope you're smart and safe and all that good stuff on Black Friday. I suppose that's worldwide, right? For the most part. For the most part. As long as you celebrate Christmas and all that, and I hope you enjoy it. I personally do, and I'm not ashamed to say Merry Christmas to all of you. It is the Christmas season once again, and Happy Holidays to the rest of you that don't. So let's uh, get on with the show here. The Brooklyn Nets, that's the team the Timberwolves will be playing today. I do apologize. I'll just preview that one very briefly. I know probably by the time you hear this, the game's already starting or is already finished. God knows by the time you download this show. Those even Australia, that game will probably be over, but... This is how the schedule is going to have to be right now. Um, I'm unable to record the show tomorrow, so it just kind of is what it is. And Sunday's what it is, so we're just going to have to go from there. Fridays are back with the lawn cleanups completed. Minnesota, the day after the Butler trade, no Covington, no Sarich yet. They were, uh, well, they were in town. They were getting their physicals. The deal had consummated, but they're not going to get thrown on the court until Wednesday. So that prediction was correct. 120 to 113, little positive vibe in the Target Center, November the 12th, the day after Veterans Day and all that, and after a Vikings win over Detroit, unfortunately, things not so positive since then, let's continue to move forward, D'Angelo Russell at 31 points, he was scorching, he was, he was the player that uh, the Nets were hoping they're getting in that trade for D'Angelo Russell from the Lakers, 9 of 15 from downtown, he was outstanding, uh, Chris Levert, the rising star from Michigan, unfortunately, uh, had a very horrific injury, all the players did what they did. They got very emotional. They started praying for uh, Chris Levert's uh, safety, his health, and all that, and probably for his career. Similar to uh, what happened to Mr. Gordon last year, Gordon Hayward of the Boston Celtics, just kind of a, going up for a block in this case, where Hayward, I believe, was going up for a rebound, if I remember correctly. And then you just land, your body keeps going, your foot doesn't move, and snap. Yeah, and it sucks. It sucks to hear that kind of thing. It sucks to see that kind of thing. I heard the Hayward thing. I heard it snap. This one, I'm not sure if I heard it. Some of you may have. Um, but, well, if Hayward can come back, Chris Levert can come back. And God, Karis uh, Levert. I just call him Chris. Karis Levert can come back. I apologize. Um, so, unfortunate situation there for him. 
God bless and a speedy recovery for him. It's, uh, yeah, I mean, it's one of those things. You feel bad for what happened to him. Uh, Chris Dinwiddie, Chris Dinwiddie, Spencer Dinwiddie. See, I'm losing my mind. Everybody's Chris now. Chris Levert, uh, Chris Hollins, Chris Russell, Chris T Anthony Towns. Okay, let's just stop with the Chris's here because there's no Chris's in this uh, moment. Alan Crabb, boy, what an expensive six points he scored. Can't imagine what he makes per game. Jared Dudley, what an awesome interview, by the way. He was on the Scoop podcast uh, right after this game. Awesome. I like that guy. He is a consummate professional. Uh, he was even saying he's not a starter, but I guess he's going to be starting some games. Uh, he started in this one. But Minnesota, again, a solid victory. Let's get to the point here. Carl Anthony Towns, completely different vibe. Gotta love what he's bringing. Derek Rose actually starting at shooting guard at this stage because there's no Robert Covington, where Andrew Wiggins would ultimately move to shooting guard. The Timberwolves shot beautifully from three-point range. At least the starters did. The backups are, you know, the guys off the bench, we'll say. Made three out of nine. That's not the best. Three out of ten, 30%, pardon me. The look of the starters, Rose, three of five. Towns made both of his. Wiggins, two out of three. Teague, unfortunately, 0 for three. Ouch. But, <clears throat> well, Derek Rose, that's something that I believe deserves attention. I mean, Derek Rose has been shooting almost 50% most of the year from downtown. He's a completely different guy. He's got that catch and shoot. He's officially at 46 as of today, the 23rd of November. Jim, let's leave that name alone. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns, about 43%. Also, Andrew Wiggins, just under 40. He was over 40, and then just under. A couple of games that brought him down a little bit. Jeff Teague, surprisingly, is under 30% at about 28. Even Saric in the four games, about 39. And Robert Covington has made half of his threes, and he's shot quite a few of them since joining the Timberwolves. He's literally made half of them, uh, 50%. So, definite change in the Timberwolves, and I'm very happy to see even Andrew Wiggins making those catch-and-shoot threes, and Derrick Rose, who had shot under 30% for his career. I mean, every year it was about 25 to 28%. Now he's in the mid-40s, and that's great. Um, that's going to keep Derrick Rose in the NBA for another five to five to eight years, possibly. I mean, a guy that might last till his old age, despite the injury. He might. That might sound funny to some of you, but I think it's a distinct possibility, as long as the guy stays healthy and all that, and He's staying healthy for the most part. He gets dinged up here and there, but I think the guy could last at least five more years if he keeps that catch-and-shoot coming. Um, because when you do the math, he'd only be, what, 35? 35 isn't that old. It, it's not. Uh, you can keep playing for a while. Still be a valuable player. His minutes will probably be significantly less at that stage. But if he keeps the catch-and-shoot coming, he's going to continue to have value in the NBA. And there's no doubt about that. Uh, the catch-and-shoot is becoming more and more of a thing with the Timberwolves, especially with this new group of players. Covington is a nice three-point shooter and the whole 3D thing. And I love what Robert Covington has brought to the Timberwolves and he was an extremely positive player moving into the Nets game. Carl Anthony Towns, though, enjoyed a 20-20. He actually had a triple-double. He had 10 turnovers because he was awfully sloppy and he almost followed out in the game, but still an overall fun performance. Uh, Jeff Teague played very well in the game. He just couldn't make threes for some reason. Got to the line. Some nice crisp shots uh, attacking the basket and all that and even added 11 assists to his 24 points. Good game for Jeff Teague. Let's move forward, if humanly possible, to the <laughs> the game of the week, you could say, in a lot of ways, even though you might want to say the Portland game was. The 14th of November, the Minnesota Timberwolves introduce Robert Covington and Dario Saric, and well, okay, unfortunately, Mr. Jared Bayless is still out, and judging by his uh, reaction at the press conference, he's not thrilled. Um, he knows he's never going to play for this team. He knows that he's probably just going to get bought out or whatever, just let his contract run out and he's going to have to sign somewhere else. He's probably a little irritated that he got uprooted, but 
It is what it is. He basically said, yep, it's the nature of the business. It is what it is. I mean, he has kids in the school and all that, and then you got to change everything. But let's just continue on with this. Nice, solid game again. Carl Anthony Towns blocking shots. He actually blocked Anthony Davis in the game once. That was wonderful. He still had five turnovers in the game, but he didn't have 10. Carl, though, the 2020 game against uh, Brooklyn, 21 rebounds to his 25 points, adding 25 more against the New Orleans Pelicans. Boy, <laughs> I just say the word New Orleans. I think about the Saints right now, and boy, they got to be the favorites right now to win it all in the NFL. Mm. Wiggins shot too many times, but he had a good game, I guess. Uh, four of nine from downtown is great. Keep it coming. I like that Wiggins is shooting threes. He still settles for some of those stupid two-pointers, but he's shooting a lot more threes, and he's making them, and that's good. Uh, Covington, very solid debut. Seven rebounds in 41 minutes. Three of seven from downtown. Overall did not shoot well. Only one two-pointer made out of his 11 shots. Three, three of the makes were three-pointers, like I mentioned just now. Nice, solid debut and all that. Very cool. Love the defense he brings. It's in front of his guy. He's rugged, and he actually can force a couple turnovers and block a shot here and there, and that's great. I love what he brings. Wiggins even added three steals in the game. Joshua Kogi's minutes... Limited, but still very much a factor. He made three of five from downtown. Josh Okogie, that's awesome. An awesome game for him. He was a plus 15, 11 points off the bench. This was a fun, fun, positive night for Minnesota. And boy, uh, <laughs> how can you not enjoy it? It's, it's good to see Josh Okogie still in the mix, but you're going to see his minutes diminish, and he's a guy that deserves to play. And it's going to draw some ire for some Timberwolves fans. In fact, quite a few. Uh, Gorgie Zheng's minutes will continue to diminish. You're hardly ever seeing Tyus Jones anymore because... Well, Derrick Rose demands a lot of playing time, even though even though he didn't play in this one. He was uh, inactive in this game, kind of healing from uh, having a good game against the, the Nets, I guess. So that's that, that's the one thing. He's going to miss a game here and there is Derrick Rose. But generally speaking, he stayed pretty healthy. He only missed two games this year so far. So God bless him. Overall fun night, though. Again, Carl having a pretty nice overall game. Etuan Moore was dominant and spectacular. 31 points for him. He was all over the place. Anthony Davis struggled because Carl Anthony Towns is finally playing some defense. Even though Anthony Davis, well, his defense is still pretty good too with four blocks in the game and all that and still a disruptive force out there forcing missed shots. Uh, Miritich, Miritich also had an injury at the ankle there close to Carl Anthony Towns. Kind of rolled his ankle. Didn't return. Not sure what's the, what's the deal with him, unfortunately. But uh, surely not as severe as... Uh, Levert, so God bless Levert there. Minnesota playing Portland on a Friday. That sounds like a loss most of the time, but not this game. Timberwolves, completely different team here, completely. 112-96, to just smothering this Portland team. And, man, that was fun. <laughs> that was a fun, fun game. Awesome. I mean, C.J. McCollum made half of his shots, and the Wolves still win by that much. Damian Lillard reduced to 5 of 18, and the three-point shots were just not falling for the uh, Portland Trailblazers, and that's definitely a factor. Of all people, Mayors Leonard is the only... Mayors Leonard and Gary Trent Jr., who, okay, you, I can imagine him making a couple threes, but he only played six minutes to Gary Trent Jr. Uh, Mayors Leonard, the center, which I suppose is a possibility these days, made both of his threes. None of the starters made two threes. Damian Lillard, one of seven. McCollum, one of four. That spells a loss for the Blazers, and the Wolves showed up to play in this game, and good, good on them. Uh, Covington, another very solid game. Only attempted seven shots this time. Six of them are threes, and he made four of them. Four. That's awesome. Just nailing the shots he needs to make and forcing a couple turnovers. Got a few fouls because he was aggressive. Ended up with five, actually. Almost fouled out. 
But uh, overall, a solid game. Derrick Rose actually did not make a three in this game, but still brought that tenacious game that he does bring, that uh, aggressive offense. Ended up adding six assists to his 17 points and even got seven rebounds. The guy just, uh, he, he brings it every night. Every night. I mean, you cannot, you cannot <laughs> argue that Derrick Rose, Derrick Rose, Derrick is your bro, right? Derrick Rose brings it every single night. He, he does. And I appreciate everything Derrick Rose does. And Kevin Garnett must also, because on this night when the Minnesota Timberwolves debuted, debuted their <laughs> city jerseys, this, this year's version of them, the uh, honoring Prince and all that, the black and purple jerseys that all of you know, and they're $110 at minimum price. So 110 bucks. Yeah, I don't know. I wish I could buy that. <laughs> it's like, I know 110 bucks isn't like $1,000 or anything, but uh, well, Kevin Garnett got a Derrick Rose jersey. That's what he thinks about him, and that's pretty cool. And the Derrick Rose jerseys were sold out pretty fast, which also shows what the fans think about what Derrick Rose, uh, Derrick Rose, there it goes again, has brought to the Timberwolves. Nobody shot particularly well in this game, except Teague, I guess, 5 of 10, and Gibson, and Covington. Okay, yeah, nobody shot well. But uh, Carl Anthony Towns and Wiggins didn't shoot well. Those are the ones that didn't shoot particularly well. Sarich didn't have this best game ever either, but he was solid. He's capable of some decent defense here and there. He had a solid game, I have to say, and a nice little uh, dish to Carl Anthony Towns. That was kind of cool at the end of the day. But uh, overall, extremely fun game, unexpectedly. Uh, J- Josh Okoge only got in at the end, 38 seconds, and mm, I hope this is not what he's going to be reduced to. Oh, Josh Okoge, man, I think he deserves better than that, and I guess we're just going to have to wait and see how things go there. It's tough. I mean, you have a lot of swingmen on this team. Robert Cummington's a swingman. Andrew Wiggins is a swingman. And Derrick Rose is, well, he takes up a lot of minutes at shooting guard if he's not going to play point guard. And then also Tyus Jones, he's got to play a little bit, the, the poor guy. He deserves he deserves like probably 20 minutes a game, and his minutes have been reduced to single digits most nights now And uh, with Derrick Rose's stellar play. And only 11 in this one. Not, not the worst game ever, but I don't know. He just kind of played a quarter, I guess at the end of the day. So, it's nice to be deep, but it's sad to see certain guys lose minutes that probably deserve them. Tyus Jones and Josh Okoge right at the top there. Um, it kind of is what it is, though. Wiggins made almost half of his threes again, despite shooting pretty poorly. Another poor efficiency night in terms of the Paladino-Joey efficiency, and Carl had one of his worst also, 6 of 15. You know, the points to field goal attempts ratio? 14 and 15. 14 points, 15 shots for Carl. Ooh, 23 to 21 for Andrew Wiggins. Not not a good game in that sense. Most efficient player of the night. I don't even know if there is one here. Oh, that's that's Covington with a bullet. He attempted seven shots and made 14. So with a bullet, awesome night there for Robert Covington. And it was fun to watch without a doubt. And nailing those three-point shots and uh, brought that positivity to target center once again. A game that wasn't very positive, and it rarely is. Why can't the Timberwolves play the Memphis Grizzlies ever? Why does Carl always get manhandled by Marcus Gasol? Always. And and it's never going to change. It's not going to change, is it? Marcus Gasol in the the day and age of the stretch 4-5, stretch 4, stretch 5, stretch whatever you are, you just make threes. No matter what position you play, you can shoot and make threes. That's it. That's the modern NBA. (laughs) It's the modern NBA. You're 6'9", you're 5'9", you're going to shoot threes. You get the point. Four of seven for Marcus Gasol. And he manhandled and beat the bleep out of Carl Anthony Towns. 26 points. He even had three blocks. And Carl just struggled 
against him. Still put up some points, and he managed to get 20 rebounds to Carl. Only 10 attempts in the game, and he was blocked a couple times and all that. And I don't know. I mean, he was efficient with Carl, but he only ended up getting 10 attempts because, again, he was struggling trying to get around Marcus Sol. And, of course, Mark on the other side of the ball was beating the crap out of Carl. And it's unfortunate. Uh, Carl almost followed out of the game. His minutes were about about what you expect, 38. So it's not like he lost a ton of minutes, but an overall not a good game for Minnesota. Uh, Covington made half his threes, and he was the main positive, I would have to say. Robert Covington, very solid. Uh, Andrew Wiggins only made one-third of his shots and only one-fourth of his three-point attempts. Derrick Rose, very solid off the bench again. Almost 30 minutes, and uh, Saric, an excellent game, I'd have to say for him, but at least offensively. But overall, a very disappointing game for the Timberwolves, 100-87. Hmm. Yeah, this this one was a bummer on the 18th of November. Just pretty much trailed the whole game. They were down by more and more here and there. Uh, that second quarter wasn't good. The third quarter was just horrendous. And fourth quarter, things just kind of stayed the same, kind of back and forth. little one run here, one run there. Not a good game there. A former Timberwolf, former Sacramento King, Omri Caspi, managed to get, uh, is, is now uh, playing for the Sacramento Kings, or I just called them Sacramento Kings, the Memphis Grizzlies. Jamichael Green, a guy I wish the Wolves could have on their roster, but would he get any minutes at this point, or who who, who wouldn't get minutes, I guess? Nice defensive uh, power forward who comes off the bench for some reason. I'm not understanding why that is. He should probably be starting on this club, but um, whatever. <sighs> Nothing makes sense in this league sometimes. Uh, the one thing that makes the least sense of all is Josh Okogie. No minutes. And he, against a physical, defensive uh, uh, Memphis team was actually playing super-duper good. That's another thing that doesn't make sense. Who's in first place in the Southwest Division? Uh, Hank McCoy, Wayne Hunt, who happens to be a Memphis Grizzlies fan and is the alpha dog of the uh, Courtside Podcast. Who's in first place in the Southwest Division? It's you. It's you guys. Yeah, 12-5. and five. Raise your hand if you thought Memphis was going to win their division this year. Not that they've won it yet, but raise your hand if you thought they were going to be 12-5 and five right now. Anyone? Any, hey, put your hand down, you liar. Stop it, Hank. Okay, I just called you Hank again. Wayne Hunt. Okay, yeah, yep, okay, I know you're just kidding. Yeah, nobody did. And, well, they're 12-5, and five, point made. Let's Let's move on. Ah, crappy game for the Wolves. Great game for Memphis, and they look like the Memphis Grizzlies again. They look like the Memphis Grizzlies that went to the West Finals and battled it out with the Spurs years ago. Denver Nuggets. Ah, oh, what a pissed-off game this was. A nice comeback after an, after a horrendous third quarter, 35-18. to 18. Nice comeback for the Wolves getting back in the game, but they still fall short in this one. Paul Millsap just kicked our ass, and it was so ridiculous. What a nice... Under the basket, kind of up and under, under the basket, scoop layup. That was spectacular. Paul Millsap was awesome. And, I don't know, Denver won the game. There, that's it. Uh, Gary Harris also had a highlight dunk. He didn't shoot well from downtown, so he finally decided to start driving to the basket, which I think is wise. If your shot's not falling and you have the ability to drive to the basket, go for it. And Gary Harris showing some athleticism that a lot of you out there may not have thought about because you imagine Gary Harris is a sharpshooter. He wasn't sharp in this game. He was missing one of eight, but wow, man, that was a hell of a dunk there that he was able to accomplish. Carl Anthony Towns added his highlight reel, but only managed 28 minutes in the game. He had a frustrating night with foul trouble and such and turnovers and still managed to get 22 points. He absolutely obliterated the Denver Nuggets on one of those dunks. 
and I do believe it was Jokic who he dunked on. It was a hell of a play. Um, that was a nice dunk. You know, it was one of those Carl plays where he gets that first step on somebody, he catches the pass, and starts going right away. And then next thing you know, boom. And it was Carl that basically got dunked on by Gary Harris, ironically, which is kind of funny. But uh, he wasn't really dunked on. Gary Harris just went around him. But, uh, man, an awesome night for Millsap. Jamal Murray was hitting his threes. The Wolves were hitting threes in general. Andrew Wiggins has been making them, which is great. And we appreciate that oh so very much at the end of the day. Oh, man. Unfortunately, another loss. Covington made almost half his threes again. I mean, Covington is a positive, isn't he? I love this guy. Do you like Covington out there? Anybody? Please let me know if you like Covington because I love Covington. I love Covington. And unfortunately, again, that probably means less minutes for Okogi. But um, I've heard comparisons from Okogi to, to uh, Josh Richardson of Miami. So maybe in a couple of years, you'll be at that level. And I, I hope he is. Right now, obviously, again, he has not been getting the minutes. No minutes against Denver either. Derek Rose, 20 points off the bench. Made a couple threes. Didn't have the best three-point night, but still, generally speaking, extremely efficient. Extremely. And here goes Carl. And he posterized. That was actually Millsap. What am I talking about? That was Millsap, of all people. So at least Millsap got a little bit of a... That's who it was. <laughs> a little bit of a redemption in the game, but unfortunately, it wasn't enough. Andrew Wiggins missed the three late, and I don't know, things kind of went the way they did. Nobody shot spectacularly in this game from downtown except Covington. Four of nine. The rest of the team, not so good. In fact, that was a disappointment in a big way. Nine of 32, only 28% from downtown, and I think that, that hurt the Wolves. Just It was one of those nights where the shots just weren't falling, as Greg Popovich would say during one of his uh, very eloquent and uh, very wordy uh mid-game interviews, in-game interviews, you know, they do that on the TNT and stuff. We shot the ball, it didn't go in. And what's gonna, what's it gonna take uh, to get back in this game? Hard work. So, yeah, that's basically what it took, and the Wolves did work hard, and they came back, and they didn't win. So, unfortunately, the shots, they shot the ball, and it didn't go in. And that's basically, <laughs> that's basically an assessment for this game. Uh, thank you, Greg Popovich. I know you don't have much to say. That's another one of his quotes. He doesn't have much to say, and uh, I don't have much to say either in terms of it, the, they shot the ball and it didn't go in. It was a fun game in, in, in a sense. There were some nice, spectacular plays. Why are they showing that guy? Stop showing Jimmy Butler's face. Stop it. Get him out of here. Okay, go, go away. I don't want to see this stuff popping up with his face here. But, uh, well, it looks like Gibson's minutes are getting reduced. That's a very interesting thing to, uh, to make a note of. Sarich, again, had a very solid game. Sarge had a very solid game. There, there's, a, you know, he he can pass the ball, and I know that's a European type of thing. They often have a little bit of uh, playmaking ability. They're, they're, they have quick feet, even though they don't look like it sometimes. They look slow, but they're not slow. And Sarich, obviously, I think he's got a nice future in this league. We'll see how much he costs. It's going to be up there. It might be Gorgie level. And, well, maybe he can bring a hell of a game for many years to come for the Minnesota Timberwolves, and I hope he does. 24 years of age. I hope you didn't trade for him just to let him walk. And Covington, he's here for a while, and that's fine with me. That's fine with me. It's not that expensive either. It's, what is it, under $10 million a year. Robert Covington, man. Oh, I am so happy to have that guy on this team. I love players like this guy. I love guys who can hit threes. Yes, I love guys. I love the catch and shoot. It's the, all the other wacky-backy pound-the-ball-and-jack-up threes from China, and then they happen to go in, and then you start, like, showboating every single time you make a shot. That's what I don't like about the NBA. 
what well, I, I like guys that go out there and play, and I I, I don't hate the three point shot. I just hate the showboating. <laughs> Keep making your threes, Robert Covington, and your defense is spectacular. Love what you bring to this team. Plus eight for the game, as was Gorgi Zheng of all people, who didn't score a point, but he was out there in the right place, right time, and he was efficient in terms of the rebounding and even added four assists in the game, if you can believe that. Um Ah, oh, Robert Covington, yes. <laughs> he might be my favorite player on the team right now. Because, Car- I mean, Carl is who he is, a franchise player. Wiggins, I love to death. But, man, sometimes he has nights like this. He stunk against Denver. He stunk. If if he was a little bit better against the Denver Nuggets, I think the Wolves win the game. But he stunk! 13 points. Yeah. Okay, so let's pass out the awards before Hell freezes over. Or before Prince comes back to life and uh, says, let's go crazy. But I guess that would be just fine with most of us out there. Uh, let's go crazy. <laughs> I don't know what the hell I'm talking about anymore. The <laughs> the <laughs> the Lone Wolf Award for this week. Can I do it? Can I do it? I mean, uh, can I give it to Robert Covington? Can I please? I think he brought so much positivity to this team. He was consistent. Carl had some freaking awesome games early, and then he started to struggle. Robert Covington, Lone Wolf Award. Thank you. Thank you for bringing what you brought to this team. I love you. I love Robert Covington. I loved him on the Sixers, and I love him on the Timberwolves. The Johnny Flynn Memorial? Me. No, I'm kidding. It's, I don't know, maybe it's the coaches for not playing uh, Josh Akogi. The coach is the coach. Yeah, I, I don't remember who the coach is. I forgot. It's that big guy over there that likes to make noise, but he's a little quieter this year, and he kind of drove us crazy. I guess it's just not playing him. I mean, if you have to give it to a player, and obviously uh, Anthony Tolliver, I bet he's thinking that uh, Thibodeau should be the uh, Johnny Flynn Memorial, too, because he's like, gosh, I got six seconds. That's that's all you can spare? <laughs> six seconds? I mean, that hurts. You'd almost better better off not play than play six seconds. That's like a mockery. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I can't give it to Wiggins. I can't give it to Carl. They've had good games. Todd Gibson, how could you give Todd Gibson a Johnny Flynn Memorial? Like, does he ever really screw you over and let you down? Jeff Teague was weak in the Denver game. I got to admit that. And he had some yucky games, and he had some really good games. Um, there were some hot and cold games. Sarich, I don't think he's, I hope he's never going to get it. I don't think Rose is going to ever get any Flynn Memorials. Tyus Jones, he doesn't deserve a Flynn Memorial, even though he had a not not so good game against Denver either. Just in general, the poor shooting. But uh, just seeing, not seeing Josh Okogie on the court to me is a Johnny Flynn Memorial uh, thing. That guy deserves minutes. I don't care who's on this team. He deserves to play. Um, you don't have to play guys 40 minutes every night. Uh, yeah, I think Tom Thibodeau likes Robert Covington too, though. And how can you not? Ah, oh, beautiful, beautiful. And, you know, and how many personal follows did he get? One. It just shows how efficient he is. He can play aggressive defense and not foul out. Oh, Robert, thank you. Thank you for coming to the Wolves, and we're, we're thrilled to have you. So with that, we'll take a quick break. We'll preview four games again, I believe. Yeah, it's going to be four games coming up in this week. Some busy schedule coming in as we head into the Christmas season. Brooklyn, of course, yep, it's coming up shortly. <laughs> Chicago tomorrow on WGN, and of course, Fox Sports North. And Sunday, uh, Saturday evening. It's not Sunday, it's Saturday. feels like it would be, but a nice long weekend. Thank you. Monday night, Timberwolves head to Cleveland and the Spurs. The Minnesota Timberwolves will host the Spurs on Wednesday. So with that, we'll take a break and come back for that second segment. You know this whole 3 and D thing? It's pretty new around here and gosh, I kind of like it.
And we are back on Timberwolves Explosion. It is time to preview a few games here. That would be four. Let's start right away with the Brooklyn game. Old Dinwiddie himself and a guy by the name of D'Angelo Russell who's had a nice season. Crazy. Even after that 31-point game, he's still at 17.4 a game. Chris, I keep calling him Chris. Karis Levert. Karis. Karis. Karis over here. Levert. Yeah, God bless him. That sucks. That does suck. I mean, you're just playing out there. You're playing aggressively. You're trying to play some good defense and kaput. You know, that sucks. Uh, Dinwiddie off the bench is now the second leading scorer, if you can believe it. He's a good player, isn't he? Who the heck is Dinwiddie? Well, he can play a little bit. Even Joe Harris has been scorching the net 45% for the Nets. He's the top three-point shooter, and he was a factor in the game. Uh, Rondé Hollis-Jefferson Solid player off the bench. He gets his minutes here and there. He was the most emotional, by the way, after Karis Levert's injury. Oh, boy. D'Angelo Russell. These guys are all a factor. I hate these matinee games. Not because I hate them. Not because I don't want to watch them. I love being able to watch a game. It sucks not being able to watch them in the evening. I think it's better in the evening. I just like evening better. It seems more like game time in the evening. Unless it's football. Football, I love I, I love the noon games. Um Timberwolves have had terrible success in these kind of games for, like, ever. Like, dating back to Garnett in his 20s. Yeah. Like, you know, we'd have these games, like, we we go to Toronto or whatever, and it's 11 a.m., and we get our asses kicked. This one's in Brooklyn, New York, so it's noon there. I don't know. I, I don't think the vibe is good in Brooklyn right now, especially after that injury. The Nets have won two out of their last five. There's just kind of like a win, a lost win, lost win. Loss, basically. So, lost to Miami. They beat the Washington Wizards, who the vibe is not going good either. There's a fire sale, reportedly, and guys like Bradley Beal and John Wall are available. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know if the Wolves are going to be making any of those moves. I heard something to sidetrack here for a couple seconds, that the Washington Wizards would not trade Otto Porter to the Timberwolves for Andrew Wiggins. They, they think that low of Andrew Wiggins. Otto Porter is a good player, but is Otto Porter a franchise-changing is he a franchise player, like a franchise swingman? And I know you might think Andrew Wiggins isn't, but I think there's still a possibility that he's got some of that in him still. I, I don't know. Um, I suppose Otto Porter, you kind of know what you're getting, and Wiggins, you don't. Maybe that's why. Let's continue here. Uh, whatever. Um, the Nets lost to the Clippers, who are playing very well. Another pretty surprise team. A win over Miami did the Brooklyn Nets on the 20th. And then in a the back-to-back, they lose to the Dallas Mavericks, who were also playing a bit better than expected. And by about six points, and now they host the Jim Rolls in Brooklyn a couple of days later. I don't like the last couple of games. I mean, Denver, I like how the Wolves came back and made it very interesting, but the, the shots weren't falling. You're going to beat the Nets. I mean, they got to shoot better than they have shot. The Wolves did not shoot well against Memphis. The Wolves did not shoot well against Denver. Again, a nice comeback, kind of driving to the basket and all that, but you're going to need some, you're going to need to, you're going to have to hope and pray that the Wolves have their legs back under them. And they're going to be able to hit some shots here against the Brooklyn Nets. It's that day after Thanksgiving, and it's like right away. I I don't know, but it's going to be both teams going through it. Unfortunately, we're the road team, and that doesn't help. Again, I don't like the vibe around Brooklyn right now. I haven't liked the vibe around the Wolves the last two games. Uh, It's not like they're unhappy or anything like they were before. I mean, I would have definitely picked a loss here if Jimmy Butler was still on the roster. But when you lose Levert and... All that. I, I don't know. I mean, guys guys will pick things up, I'm sure. There's just not that much talent on this team. Them being the Nets, there's some talent, but it's limited. Um, boy, I mean, 
The Wolves need to win this game. They need a better performance from Andrew Wiggins, without a doubt. I mean, Andrew has had some nice games against this team. Andrew Wiggins has had some very nice games against this team. Carl Anthony Towns consistently has played well against the Brooklyn Nats. They're going to need that again. They're going to need both guys to get in the mid-20s today. Would love to see Andrew go off for 30-plus. I mean, he needs one of those big games. Obviously, Covington's going to give you what he gives you, about 15 and that 3 and D and all that, if he can make his threes. But it needs to be contagious this time. I mean, Covington's three-point shot has been freaking beautiful for the Timberwolves so far, and it needs to be contagious for some success here in Brooklyn. Because if they come out cold and slow, I think the Nets just kind of roll and, and maintain their lead and ultimately win the game. Maybe the, a little swing here and there, but the Nets ultimately win the game if the Wolves come out slow. I'm going to pick a win for the Minnesota Timberwolves. I, I just have a feeling that the Wolves will play well against the Nets. I think they should. Andrew Wiggins, I'm just dying for that big game <laughs> against the Nets. I mean, you you know it's there. You know it's in him, and it's going to come out. I'm predicting that Andrew Wiggins does get in the upper 20s today and leads the Wolves to victory. A final score of something of the likes. It's going to be high scoring because the defense is not very good in Brooklyn. Uh, final score, something of the likes of 115 to 110, something like that. Andrew Wiggins, upper 20s. Carl will get his usual 25. And Covington will be like 4 of 8 from downtown. 15-point type of game for Covington. So that's kind of where I lean at this stage. Let's make rapid progress, as the Wolves will have to make rapid progress to host the Chicago Bulls. I wouldn't be surprised if the Wolves lost to Brooklyn and beat the Bulls. I wouldn't. Um, there's one game on this schedule I, could, I think the Wolves will not win. Uh, obviously, it's the last one. <laughs> I don't like the way the Wolves play against the Spurs. <laughs> Look at me foreshadowing. I wouldn't be surprised if the Wolves went 2-2 two and two this week, but I'd like to go positive and think 3-1. and one. This, this team needs to catch up. We're 7-11 and 11 if we're going to at least get to back to 500 and hopefully at least get in the hunt for the playoffs. At least get back in the hunt. At least be somewhat there. And regardless if we make it or not, I think the Wolves will at least like to be competitive and have a shot to get there again. Um, you can only get too many draft picks, even though it's good to have. Good to have draft picks, but I don't know. I guess that'll be for the new coach to play them because I don't think Thibodeau will be back. Uh, long story longer, Minnesota, again, will be hosting the Chicago Bulls. See, this, to me, needs to be a win. I mean, the Bulls are not good, are they? I mean, they're not. They're 5-13. and 13. The only problem is a certain guy scores a bajillion points, and he has huge games, and he's going to be really motivated. This will be his first game back in Target Center. That would be Zach Levine. Yes, sir. Zach Levine, Jabari Parker's back healthy again. Thank God. <laughs> that guy, poor guy, has had so many injuries. He's missed so much time. He's missed like three years of his life, I think, on the NBA court. Jabari Parker, second on the team in scoring behind Zach Levine, who missed one game this year so far. 25 points a game for Zach, but he's only 31% from downtown because I've watched games with Zach out there. I I saw him play against the Bucks about a week ago, and he's erratic. He's as erratic as he was before. It's just he gets, he has full reign to shoot the damn ball, and that's good and bad because Zach Levine is erratic. I mean, he is, he, he averaged more than, he averages more than six attempts a game than the second, second most guy on the team, and that's Jabari Parker. Jabari Parker, I, I like him a lot. I don't think he's a franchise player. I don't think Zach Levine is a franchise player. What do you think of that? Does, does that offend somebody out there that just adore the guy? He's not. Again, 31% from downtown from a guy who's an offensive force. That's not good. I mean, remember how good his shot was? That's the one thing about Sam Mitchell. There was a common sense side to the guy. He had Zach Levine out there with the catch-and-shoot threes. And Zach Levine was shooting about 42 43% during that time. 
Um, that was obviously well before the ACL, but again, I don't think an ACL is going to bring down your three-point percentage by 10%. I mean, that's a lot. So, which would technically be one quarter of what he was doing before. So, 10%, 10, 10%, that's a quarter less of what he was shooting before. So, that's a big difference. Um, inconsistent, a little bit wild, a little bit erratic, and they're 5-13. and 13. I mean, a guy who scores 25 points a game for a 5-13 and 13 team, again, no excuses here. The Wolves need to win this game. Um, I like players on this team. I like Chris Dunn. He's only gotten to play one game. He cannot stay healthy. He's just like uh, Patton. He's just like uh, Mr. Patton there for the Timberwolves also. Cannot stay freaking healthy. Um, Levine, again, you love what he brings in terms of athleticism, entertainment, but he's too erratic, and that's what I didn't like about Zach Levine in the past. I remember how the Wolves actually played better sometimes when, when when he would be more subdued and just kind of play like a in the system, so to speak. Zach Levine, he the whole team played better when he's erratic and when he's constantly forcing up shots. It's not good. Um, he's a he's a hell of a player. Don't get me wrong, he is, but he needs to hone in his game a bit. And again, that's his youth. Hopefully. Whoever coaches him there can get it together. Uh, the Bulls' only victory in the last five was against the Phoenix Suns. Otherwise, they lost four in a row, losing to Dallas, Boston, Milwaukee, Toronto. They'll probably lose to Miami at home. I think Minnesota, no excuses. Minnesota needs to win this game. Expect a fun, entertaining performance. Wiggins versus Levine. Unfortunately, I think Levine's going to get the best of him in the scoring department. Wiggins needs to play good, solid defense. Zach Levine's defense isn't good either. I expect a good game from both Wiggins and Levine, but I think Levine will outscore Andrew Wiggins. I think Levine gets 30-something. <laughs> I think we're talking 33-35 to 35 for Zach Levine. He's going to have a big-time performance, but I do believe the Wolves will ultimately beat the Bulls because who else do they have other than uh, Jabari Parker? Justin Holiday's okay, but he's just okay. And, and Antonio Blakeney? Who? Wendell Carter Jr.? Okay. Eh, you know. So, again, I the, <laughs> the Timberwolves need to win the game, and I think they will. It's going to be a high-scoring night for Wiggins. He's going to have a couple of high scores here at the beginning, and I wouldn't be surprised if that drops off just as quickly, unfortunately, because you know how Wiggins can be. But uh, it'll be a nice mono a mono of Levine and Wiggins. I would like to see Robert Covington on Levine on extended periods, and I think he will be, actually. I'm sure he will be, to be quite honest. I'm sure that'll be more of the matchup. And if Covington, because if Levine and Wiggins are on each other the whole game, Levine's going to score 35-plus, I think. Uh, if, if Covington's on Levine, it could get interesting. Levine will still get 25-ish, but uh, generally speaking, I do believe Levine will get 30. I think the extra motivation will be a factor, but Minnesota wins the game because the Bulls suck, and they can't stop anybody. They cannot stop anybody. Minnesota scores 125 points in the game and beats the Bulls 125 to 105. I think the Bulls blow the Bulls out. I think it's going to be a nice, fun Saturday night game in Target Center, but Levine will have a nice scoring game, particularly early and often. Uh, let's move forward. Cleveland Cavaliers on a Monday night. Well, I mean, Cleveland, talk about bad vibes. I mean, what what do they have going on there? They're 2-14. and 14. Put it this way, you lose this game? I don't know, man. <laughs> well, they got rid of, uh, they got rid of Mr., uh, what the hell is his name? J.R. Smith. They got rid of J.R. Smith, the schmuck. But uh, other than that, they have some solid players on the team. Obviously, Clarkson, love can't stay healthy. He's out forever again. George Hill stinks. I mean, I don't know what he is. He has no identity. He's just out there, and he's missed extended time. Rodney Hood, uh, again, a guy whose identity, he's having a bit of an identity crisis. But when, when he's on his game, he's a good player. But he hasn't done jack for Cleveland. Colin Sexton is 
the star player of the future for the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers, but he ain't there yet. He's not there yet. Um, he's making threes, but he's not attempting that many of them. I mean, uh, his overall field goal attempts are way, way below a lot of the other players on the team, a lot of the big-name players on the roster. So I don't even know where to go with all that. It doesn't look too good. Jordan Clarkson is a bit erratic. When he's hot, he's good. When he's not, he's not, and blah, blah, blah. He's, I guess he's like a poor man's Levine. A little bit erratic, a little bit crazy. His three-point percentage is not where it needs to be. And again, Kevin Love is out. I mean, if Clarkson's your leading scorer, I don't think you're going to win a whole lot, and the Cavs aren't. Well, no excuse once again. Uh, Charlotte is the only win by Cleveland. That doesn't make Charlotte look good, does it? 113-89. to Yuck. Uh, Cleveland actually even lost to the Bulls. The Bulls recently. Ouch. One of their five frickin' wins the whole year. Uh, otherwise, Cleveland also lost to Washington pretty handily. Wow, that's a bad one. Whew, 26 points there. Got beat by Detroit pretty soundly, and the Lakers, Vince's Lakers, beat them by only four points. Come on now. Come on, LeBron. But it was a nice, uh, nice positive game. Uh, nice warm welcome. Nice warm reception for LeBron James on the day before Thanksgiving there. They gave thanks to LeBron because LeBron brought them the championship that uh, he had promised. He fulfilled his promise, so they did not boo him this time. Nice, uh, nice fun game for Cleveland, I suppose, but unfortunately a loss to the Los Angeles Lakers, who do have a winning record at, at long last for Vinny, Vinrock Germano, Stu Benson, Kalen Woods, and others out there that happen to be Laker fans that are part of the Courtside Podcast, and I believe most of them listen to this show once in a while, hopefully. Some of them do, right? Some of them do uh, regularly, others not so much. But uh, that's up to them. Uh, Wolves need to win this game, and they will. One, and Andrew Wiggins has no motivation anymore, but hopefully he can have a good game. Uh, just just play smart, solid basketball, and don't screw around. Just just finish this team off. That's all you got to do. I don't care who scores, who doesn't score. Teague will probably have a good night, I think. I think Teague is going to probably be... One of the main guys, Derek Rose, will have a big game, I think, against Cleveland. I think he'll have motivation to do that. I expect Rose to be the leading scorer for the Timberwolves, actually. As long as he's healthy enough to play, I expect Derek Rose to get 25 points in the game and make a good number of three-pointers, I think, actually, and a lot of and-ones. Derek Rose will lead the Timberwolves in scoring, and the Cleveland Cavaliers uh, do not win the game. Minnesota wins 119-105. to to 119-105, Derek Rose leads the club with 25 points. And if we lose, I'm furious. A game that I think we won't win just because we don't play against them and because, well, you can't pick the Wolves to win every game. A Spurs team that's not that great, but they have DeMar DeRozan, who plays well against the Wolves all the time. Lamarcus Aldrich, who plays well against the Wolves all the time. All the time. He drives Carl Anthony Towns crazy. He used to drive Kevin Love crazy when he was at Portland. The San Antonio Spurs will win in Target Center on the 28th of November and wrap up the month. The Wolves win. The Wolves go three and one this week, though, which might sound crazy. Though again, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a, a loss. That's a split between Brooklyn and Chicago. But I'm going to go positive because of the different vibe on the team right now, which would put Minnesota, and we're seven and eleven right now. That would be ten and twelve. So okay, we're inching a little closer, inching a little closer, just like we have slightly the last week here, um, week and a half or so. Minnesota will not beat the Spurs. Carl uh, Anthony Towns will hopefully get to 20 points. Wiggins will get like 22. Maybe it's Teague that does well in the game. I don't know. I mean, the point guards there are not very good. You can all say what you want about Patty Mills. He's, he's not a point guard. He's a spark plug. 
He's a spark plug. He's not a point guard. That's like, you know, he's like Troy Hudson, basically. And that's not an insult in any way to either Hudson or Patty Mills, by the way. Patty Mills is a better player than Troy Hudson. Okay, I get that. But I think the Wolves uh, do not win the game. I think uh, Patty Mills <clears throat> is just a spark plug. Spurs have not been playing well lately, by the way. They lost to Phoenix. They lost to Phoenix by 20 points. Okay. They lost to the Clippers by 5. They got they, they beat the Warriors. They beat the Warriors, but they lost to Phoenix by 20. Two day, uh, four days earlier. What? <laughs> they gave up 140 against the New Orleans Pelicans who can score like the New Orleans Saints for crying out loud. 140, man. 140 to 126. And then Memphis, who beats everybody, beat the Spurs by one lousy point. One lousy point. Interesting. I think the Spurs beat the Wolves, though. I would like to pick a win here. Maybe the Wolves lose to the Nets and beat the Spurs, but I I, I don't know. They're going to lose to one of these gray jersey teams here. Black and gray jerseys. Uh, very boring, black and white looking uniforms. <laughs> but it is what it is. Uh, DeMar DeRozan goes off like he normally does. He can't shoot a three for his life, but he can score like no man. Uh, he, he can score like anybody. LaMarcus is a freaking headache. He'll have 25 or something. He'll drive us crazy. Even though he's just he's just an above-average big man as far as I'm concerned. He's not a star to me. He's not. Rudy Gay is meh. You know, he's just boring. Uh, Bellinelli used to be a good three-point shooter, but not this year. <laughs> but there's about a trillion other guys on the Spurs team that can make threes. So it doesn't matter, including Rudy Gay, of all people. Um, Forbes can make the three-point shot, whoever that is. <laughs> Davis, Bartons can make the three on occasion as well. Uh, I think the Spurs win the game like 108-100, kind of a meh, not-so-fun game. Maybe a 108-95 uh, or 105-95, that kind of game. But I think the Spurs win by like 10-ish. They, they have a nice, solid victory over the Timberwolves and keep the Wolves under 100, most importantly. Uh, I'm not expecting a whole lot, unfortunately. I just, I hate this matchup. I hate it, and it just doesn't go well. So pro- prove me wrong, Minnesota. Beat the Spurs 125 to 100, and I'll feel good. Okay, 125 to 124 is enough for me to be happy, as long as you beat the damn Spurs once in a while. And, uh, well, add some more wins to the win column. With that, we'll take a quick break and get to your interaction and the Facebook and Twitter. are back here on Timberwolves Explosion Fan Interaction Segment and Wrapper Up Segment number 3. Let's get going. Twitter account, at Wolves Explosion at Wolves Explosion because Timberwolves Explosion originally didn't fit and why change it now? Though maybe it still wouldn't. want to thank Tene Brown, Levi Brown, and Vince Germano for retweeting the most recent show. Tene and Levi are both from New Zealand and Vinrock Vince Germano is from Australia. Thank you guys so much for retweeting the show and passing it on to your friends. It's greatly appreciated. The Pumpa says, I apologize, I didn't hit the like here. He says, ah, didn't even hit it here. He says, I'm happy with what the Wolves got for Jimmy, mate. Time to move forward. Wiggins and Cat gonna be better now. And yes, the vibe is completely different, completely better. So thank you again for uh, jumping on board the show there, Pumpa. Um, it's true. I mean, and yeah, the vibe is completely different. Uh, Covington is, you know, I think you, I think you heard if, if you're a listener of the show at this point, uh, I think you've heard that uh, how much I like Covington already. 
yeah, perfect fit for this team. And Sarich is an interesting guy. He seems pretty cool, actually. Uh, when he went on WCCO, was it called the Sid and Dave show or whatever in the morning? Um, Sid Harmon, Dave Mona, but it's more like Mike, Max, and Dave with, with Sid, basically, nowadays, because Sid Harmon's 98 years old. No uh, exaggeration there. Um, <clears throat> Uh, Sarich was pretty cool. Uh, he was a little kind of shy and strange in his first uh, in the press conference, but uh, showed a little more personality later on as he's gotten more comfortable. And he's cool, and I like him too. But Covington, I just love. God, thank you very much for your inclusion, Pumba, out of Australia. There, I believe Bendigo, Australia, if I remember correctly. And yep, that's it for Twitter. It's mostly just notifications of this person said that. It's not like Timberwolves explosion related. So. Let's get to the Facebook page. <clears throat> I'm going to get to the visitor posts first, which is the best thing to do, right? Why go to my posts first when you guys post? You take the time to post. And if I ignore it, if I ignore it because I forget to like click on it and look because they don't have it all right in front like they used to, it's more organized this way, but in some ways it's less organized because I might forget and then I'm screwed, but I'm not going to do that to you. Ali Siddiqui, Ali Siddiqui, pardon me, locally here in the Twin Cities who uh, writes a bit for, uh, I forget, the uh, NFL spot, and I believe he writes for the Timberwolves as well on a, on a similar website there. He says, the Wolves are definitely going to be more fun to watch the rest of the year. Butler was a great addition last year, but now the drama is over and we don't have to keep wondering when a trade will happen. Covington and Sarich could also be very good additions, and God, yes, they are. Wonderful additions. Covington's a perfect fit. Uh, people even calling him uh, have been calling him how do they say it? Glovington? Glovington. Like the glove, Gary Payton. Glovington. Robert Glovington. <laughs> if that makes some sense. It's, yeah, it's not bad. Apologize for not uh, clicking like there, Wayne Hunt. He says, go Grizz. Missing in action, Josh Akogi. Don't bury him on the bench, Thibs. That kid is the goods. Amen. Amen. And yes, the Grizzlies uh, beat the crap out of the Timberwolves, and they buried Josh Akogi. And Vince Germano staying in the same... Uh, thought process here, which I believe brings Wayne Hunt into the conversation. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. So Wayne Hunt and Vince of like mind, and I agree with you guys completely. And we're not all here just group think, oh, I, I agree with you and I agree with both of you. No, we're not little kids. We think differently on a lot of stuff. <laughs> Let's just say Vince, Vince appreciates the Warriors and Wayne likes the Warriors and, well... Yeah, I think you know already how I feel. <laughs> Let's keep going. Uh, Vince Germano says, how does Thibs not play Tolliver and Okoki? Now, by the way, again, Wayne Hunt is the alpha dog of the Courtside Podcast. Vince Germano and Stu Benson are a part of a big, terrible triangle. Terrible, but great triangle there with the Courtside Podcast. The three, three-man show there. Occasionally, one of them's out of, uh, missing in action because they're either sick or super busy. Which, well, me, I can relate to the super busy part. The sick part, I try to stay away from that. I'm more Brett Favre-like, you know, most of the time. If I miss a show, it's because I'm busy, not because I'm sick. <laughs> At least I try. Once in a while, though, nobody can uh, avoid that. But it is what it is. Back to what Vince Germano had to say there. Again, how does Tibbs not play Tolliver and Okogi? <clears throat> yeah, Tolliver signed, came here, signed a pretty decent amount of money for a year, and Yay. You know, they don't even let him play. Uh, Wayne Hunt says, totally agree. Look at the stats for the game. Memphis used six bench guys and got production, which is very possible to do. <clears throat> it's actually quite easy to do. Why do you got to ride certain players for 41, 42 minutes, 38 minutes, cut it to 35 for each of them, and the minutes, the, mi the missing pieces add up to significant minutes for other players? Hello? 
Allo, allo, you know, rather than maybe Tyus Jones, 11 minutes, why not 14, 15, 16, 20? Why not 20 minutes for a Kogi? I mean, Josh Kogi, he should never play less than 20 minutes. Is, is that okay? Can, is, is it safe to say that? Please tell me it's safe to say that. I mean, the guy actually, he doesn't have a great jump shot, but it's going to come around and it's getting better. He's, he, he had a three for five night the other night for three point shooting. So, hello? Hello? You know, I mean, the guy needs to play. <clears throat> and when you hear comparisons from NBA experts out there to Josh Bleeping Richardson of the Miami Heat, yeah, I mean, Josh Okogi has some serious value. He deserves significant minutes for the Timberwolves all the time. All the time. Every game, 20 minutes or more for Josh Okogi. 20 to 28 minutes a game for Josh Okogi. And in time, maybe 30-something as a starter. Maybe. Depending on how good he gets. Obviously, it's going to take time to become a starter because there's other players on the roster that are ahead of him. <coughs> Covington. <coughs> Covington, yes. And, of course, Wiggins. Moving Wiggins to the bench will not accomplish a damn thing. Playing Josh Okogi 20 minutes does accomplish a damn thing. Josh Okogi is not the kind of guy that's going to pout about coming off the bench. He's the kind of guy that's going to make the most of every single second he plays on that court. And that's what you're going to get out of him. Moving Wiggins to the bench basically renders him another Jimmy Butler, basically. That's about what would happen, minus the extreme attitude, but you'd get the quiet attitude. One way or another, it's annoying as hell. Let's move forward. And I couldn't even click a like. That's a stupid thing, but now it's working. Fire Thibs says tonight, Brown. Wayne Hunt says, yep, here we go. Because I know uh, Mr. Wayne Hunt thinks differently about uh, Thibodeau. Wayne Hunt says, do not fire Thibs. Though if you do... I'm going to suggest Sam Cassell. Interesting. He's been paying his dues under Doc Rivers for some time now, and, of course, he has ties to the Timberwolves. I'd make that move now before All-Star break. But I believe Sam Cassell was with uh, Flip Saunders in Washington originally, right? And I think he got some time with uh, Mr. Adelman. And, no, that's Bobby Jackson. But he was in Sacramento also, wasn't he? Or that's where his career ended. He just kind of hung around there for a little while. That might be where he kind of started. Then Flip got him in Washington. I think Sam Cassell would be a good coach. Yeah, he's he's a little crazy, but so is Jason Kidd. And he's, he's had some success. Let's move on. Maybe because I think Cassell's a little better. Um, I'd make that move now before All-Star break if, the, if, if they were going to do that. So in, in, interesting thought, uh, Wayne Hunt. I see the same thing, actually. Make it early to actually change the whole vibe of the team if you're going to need to. Basically, if you're going to do it, do it now, right? So, today's response says Wayne Hunt. Yes, it's, you know, like talking, no mentioning him. The way he handled the Butler situation, there's no way any of those players can respect him after that. I agree. Uh, I think we got a good return, especially considering how public the whole situation was. But still, don't allow it to get to that point. Today Brown says it took time because, A, you got to try and see if you can fix the situation. I don't know. Well, with Butler, I don't know about that guy, but okay. B says, you don't want any shit deal on the table thrown at you. Uh-huh. C, you got to bring in pieces that work. Yes. Uh, Timberwolves fans need to slow their roll. Championships are not built overnight, and they are not traded for. Sheesh, so many fans online beating tips to death. I'm sick of it. He's the best coach you've had in the last 15 years, if not longer. Took you to the playoffs in what? Year two? Say, say what you want about Butler, but Thibs gets good deals done. He takes heat from everyone, including that knob you have as an owner, <laughs> and does it all in his in, and does it all in stride. Cool, calm, collected. 
Is he perfect? No, but his rotations were not exactly a secret, and they knew that bringing him in. Fire Thibs, you say, LOL. Should be. Appreciate Thibs. <clears throat> well, I'm... Well, I mean, I, I think Thibodeau's been better this year than previous years, I guess. But again, the way he handled the Butler situation did bother me. I know you... See, here's the thing. Again, here's the thing. It's one thing to wait out for the better deal. It's another to play the guy. Why play him? Just get him out of there. He's going to come and storm into practice. That's where you find his ass and say, get the hell out of here. You find him for conduct detrimental to the team. And when he came in there and was berating other players and cursing out the uh, the, ma- the the general manager, Scott Layden, and, of course, uh, Tom Thibodeau, and talking all kind of stuff to Carl Anthony Towns and, and Andrew Wiggins. That's where you find him for that one action and then say, don't come back. Don't come back. We will trade you. We would rather you're healthy. <laughs> don't go to the beach. Don't go play volleyball football or don't go play a beach football part of me interior ACL like the Miami running back years ago. Just just stay in a padded room, work out a little bit, try to try to stay in great shape, and then bring on the uh bring on the Robert Covingtons and the Dario Sarages. Yeah. Well, at least he stayed healthy. But uh keeping him on the roster, active on the roster was mentally <laughs> mentally uh lacking. <laughs> let's uh, move forward but uh, good thoughts uh, Hank McCoy and always awesome to get the session going Tanae Brown also great awesome there good job guys uh, Scott Doherty says see this was the comment from Sports Yahoo the goods everything you need to know about the Jimmy Butler trade Scott Doherty locally says he's gone all you need to know and the next one clutchpoints.com says uh, Carl Anthony Towns reveals effect Jimmy Butler trade saga had on Timberwolves. And he basically said, well, it was basically like it didn't bother him. And it, I don't believe that. Uh, Vince Germano says, uh, says I, I think someone is telling porky lies. Yeah, and how could it not bother you? Of course it bothered you. That, that, that's a complete lie. Uh, Ali Siddiqui says, just glad the drama is gone. Loved him last year, but glad he's gone. And looking forward to seeing what Covington and Sarge bring to the team. And Covington has brought a lot, and Sarge potentially too. In time, um, I love the video. This is a hilarious video which I posted. I, I recommend you guys to uh, check it out. It's hilarious. Where um, Jimmy Butler basically game after game last season demanded the ball, the final shot, the Wolves trailing by a couple points, or it was a tie game or whatever, and he would miss every single time, and he'd force it up against double teams and such. Stupid. And then there was the really funny part where I guess he was using it. He was yelling at I don't know if it was Wiggins or Towns, probably Towns what that bleep was that, basically, after something went wrong, and then, <clears throat> and then they used the, they used that part of the clip against uh, Jimmy Butler when he missed a shot. It was funny, just imagining Jimmy Butler yelling at himself. I love that video, highly recommend it for you guys to check it out. <clears throat> There's the post with Covington, nice little graphic here with Covington in number six. Bayless, number eight, and Sarich, 36. That's not the prettiest number I've ever seen, but it works, I guess. Uh, and I guess uh, Covington's not number six. He is 33, so that's good. He ended up going to number 33 at the end of the day. Looks pretty cool. Six is fine also most of the time. Uh, no comments on that one. Interesting. Maybe I posted it twice. Um, oh, yeah, this was the best part. Jimmy Butler at the Philadelphia press conference <laughs> says he didn't think he was that big of a problem in the Timberwolves locker room and also that he's actually a wonderful human being. People don't know him well. Right, wonderful human being, just wonderful, just wonderful human being there. Scott Curvers locally says that photo right there tells me 
that he must have just got done saying the quote you just read above. Like, I'm wonderful. Yep. Like, yeah, he just said it. Yep. <laughs> Good call there, Scott. Scott Doherty, the other Scott, says, yeah, you keep thinking that drama queen diva cancer. <laughs> you keep thinking that drama queen cancer, to name a few. Yep, that's what he really is. Yeah, I agree. Vince Germano says, I'm not reading any more about this peanut. Yep, absolutely true there. Um, mm, something else, without a doubt. And I think that's it. Yes, okay, that will wrap things up. And that's the last we'll talk about Jimmy Butler for now until we play the Philadelphia 76ers or or he says something else very uh, interesting, I guess, just to get your comments and hear what you have to say. Though some of you probably don't want to hear any more about that peanut. And I don't blame you for not wanting to hear about that peanut because he is a peanut. With that said, God bless. Hope all of you had a wonderful Thanksgiving. And uh, at least in the United States, uh, in Australia, you have a different Thanksgiving. Because I guess every country has their own form of it, I suppose, at different times of the year. Um, it is Christmas season, though, now, and that's worldwide. Uh, God bless all of you. Hope you stay safe during the Black Friday sales and be smart. Don't spend all your money. Don't put yourself in the poorhouse over a television or over 19 uh, Xboxes and PlayStation 4s, though they're not as expensive as they used to be. Just be smart, be safe, and uh, take care. God bless. Don't freeze to death either, even though it wasn't that cold last night. So, um, hope all is well, and hopefully the Timberwolves could continue uh, some winning basketball, get back to 500, and go from there. <laughs> 